Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Don't judge us. It is Tuesday, <laughs> not even five o'clock, and we've opened a bottle of red wine. Cheers. Cheers. In our defence, we're doing a dry month in seven days. Yeah, so. that's the new way of doing things, isn't it? Yep. Month on, month off. I'm actually really looking forward to the month off. Mm. More Every time we do it, I look forward to it more. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. Month on, yeah. month off, man. That's the way. It, I mean, because you just look forward to drinking so much when you're having the month off. And yeah. I feel so good when I have the month mm, off. Me I too. feel mentally and physically like at my prime, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so, how you doing, mister? <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question with uh, what I've been through this week. Yeah. I am, I'm feel like a, I feel like ne- right now, I feel like a different human being to the person I felt. I think, I think honestly, I would honestly say the last few weeks have been the darkest. I don't want to start this podcast off on a real like, negative uh, negative. It's not negative, notes. it's honest. But they've been the hardest and most difficult uh, weeks of my life. I have never found it more hard and difficult than I have the past few weeks. And I think it's a perfect storm of gyms are closed. Gym, I, this, is how I, this is how I see it, right? Everyone deals, well, people deal with different levels of darkness i've got friends of mine who don't seem to deal with any darkness maybe they don't maybe they don't tell me but they just they don't they seem to be fine they just they never have any problems like i don't ever get sad i'm fine i'm always fine they just they're in their like some men are like that they're like conditioned to be like on one level the whole time yeah when you're a girl you go through like every emotion pretty much every 40 minutes yeah you do (laughs) yeah you're constantly going through every single emotion but um but i think everyone has a different everyone deals with a different amount of darkness now what people do in life i think is they work out what defenses work for them to keep to stem to keep the darkness back so it could be either medication it could be um it could be yoga it could be um you know whatever it is whatever it is personally what i find works for me is going to the gym and lifting weights yeah i'm the same i'm with you there yeah took me a quite a long time to work that out though i don't really think I worked that out until after I'd had our second baby. Yeah. So how was I? Twenty seven or something? Yeah. Twenty eight. So And then I was like, Oh this now I get yeah. why people get addicted to the gym. So so this is that was always my thing. Went to the gym, I, I get I just destroy myself and I feel so much better. So so if a lockdown happens, it, it'll be like, Oh well I can deal with it because I, at least I've got the gym. But then when you take away the gym and have a lockdown and my dad dies uh, then it's just almost too much and I can't do it. And you could say, well, you could just go outside and go for a run. But it's like, well, that's not the same as going to a gym and lifting some weights. You could lift a weights at home, but I tried that and I bust my back. It's just not the same. I need the... I need also, the- we're, we're creatures of, like, we really enjoy pattern in our lives. Mm. Like, we have to have routine. Mm. Children thrive off having routine. And mm. we're basically children with bigger bodies. So you- it's, I don't know. It's like, once you take away that, alone that's hard to deal with and then you throw in this huge life event Mm. which happens to be 
a really difficult sad life event and you couple those things together and it's just like your brain doesn't know how to yeah i've malfunctioned i basically felt like i malfunctioned i backfired and just you're right i couldn't cope it was just i think you dealt with it really well um anyway so the perfect storm of things that happened and i just kind of went to the darkest the darkness that i held back and managed to hold back through the gym i just had no defenses anymore and it just consumed me in a way that it's never consumed me before like in a way that I've been, in a way that like you just kind of almost, you want to go to sleep because you want to be unconscious. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want that moment of silence on the pillow when you're trying to fall asleep. I, or that moment when you wake up and for a couple of seconds you forget. And then you have that moment where you remember what's, what you're dealing with and what's happening. And you're like, oh no, I'm awake again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been hit. It's been really, really difficult. Anyway, um, there's been times where, I've, li- I've been my head's been on the pillow and I've just cried like I've just I just felt tears coming out my out of my face I'm like what the f- what's wrong with me what's going on and and um I think what it was is I was I was just preparing mentally for dad's funeral which was yesterday and uh it almost felt like I kind of I've, I've after that finished and after I finished my speech I felt this huge wave of of kind of mental relief and I just feel like a, I feel like my, my myself again for the first time did you feel like it was a physical relief as well? Like, um, you know, sometimes if you have really bad anxiety and your chest mm. goes all tight and I even felt a sense of relief mm. afterwards. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and your Auntie Claire was saying to me that she felt like it was a huge, almost like you can <sighs> yeah. like exhale and it everything felt different, you know, because you've had that closure. Like, yeah. Um, I felt like I could breathe for the yeah. first time in a long time. I felt this huge wave of relief. I was like, now I can, there's, there's what they said to me, I, I'm not allowed to touch the coffin. They were like, you can't touch the coffin because of COVID. And I was like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, 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 when I, when I said goodbye to him, I had to, I had to like, I had to touch the coffin. I had to be like, goodbye, dad, slap the coffin a couple of times, be like, see you later, mate. And, 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 and that was my just like goodbye to him. Like, I think just being, <laughs> sorry. I think just being near him, um, mm. uh, uh, yeah, was was something I needed to do, like yeah, to be close to him, to say goodbye. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's funny though. So Steph and I had this conversation in the car on the way there. We kind of just naturally segued into this conversation where we we're talking about how your mind and your body and your soul are all so separate, and it's it's mm. a strange thing that we do as humans. We have this ritual where we say goodbye to a person's body and it's such a beautiful, important ritual to do and I don't think anyone realises how important it is until they've Mm. done it. It's such an important thing to do. But then it's also really important, in my opinion, to know that the soul or the conscious or however you, whatever you believe is still there somewhere in Mm. the world. Mm. We just don't know. This This is it because I think it, it, this is the it, losing doubt. I was like in the situation where I was like, oh God, I wish I was religious right now because I would love to fall back on the whole God. Oh, he's in heaven now and all this kind of stuff because I was brought up a Catholic and like religion from a very early age was kind of drummed into us as uh, all these Catholic schools. I remember being about six years old and looking up and seeing all these effigies of a man impaled on a cross, being six, being like, what the fuck are you doing? Show me and this man with a th- crown of thorns on his head impaled to a cross for. 
all I want to do is run around and play with my mates. <laughs> you know, I don't want to see this shit. Anyway, it, it was very much drummed into me when I was a kid of like, this is how it is, you heaven and hell. It was very binary. And I can see, I can see how in a situation like that, you just want to fall back on that. You, that's like a safety net mm. to be like, oh. But I think for the way I see it is as not an atheist, but a, a, a agnostic, I, you know, believing in something, but also believing in my own naivety and my own uh, limitations of understanding anything. Uh, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, I, I, I fell back on the idea of him just still kind of being with us and being yeah. here but not in a way that i could ever really understand yeah. his atoms are just are just dispensed and yeah. and that's fine like i always th- i always find after someone really significant passes away i feel like there are little signs in the universe of that mm. person immediately after they've passed away like the other day i went for a walk with my friend i didn't tell you this and i remember you saying that your dad um really liked robins so random yeah. uh but i went for a walk with my friend and she showed me this hidden like secret garden in bath that you can just go and walk around in it was nothing special it was like a um i think it was like a victorian landscape garden or something it wasn't obviously it was quite dead at the moment i can't hear anything oh sorry, sorry. um but like- as soon as i came up the steps into the garden there was this really little plump robin on one of the signs and i was just like Oh, I just, I was like, oh, that's just dad. Or like, and obviously not that your dad is the yeah, bird. But, yeah, yeah, of course. And like last night when we drove home from the funeral and I was getting the kids out of the car and going into the house, I just noticed how bright the stars were. Mm. I just really noticed it. And I just felt like it was a sign or it was just him being like, you guys are okay. Like, don't worry, you know? I don't, I, I, I think... I don't think, like, personally, I don't think that it, it is a sight. I think it's more that we're receptive to certain yeah. things in that situation. We're more open to accepting yeah, things but, and seeing things that we wouldn't normally interpret in that situation. But don't you think that's because we are, over the course of our lives, almost conditioned not to re- receive and notice yeah, things like that? We're kind of conditioned to, to be practical and to... I don't know, with the kids, I'm like, I don't want to be like a hippie, but... I, I think we're highly conditioned to like, know when the next like iPhone's coming out, and that's what we're all conditioned for is like consu- to be consumers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're kind of t- told, oh, social structure is important, and learning like maths and how to handwrite mm. is important. And mm. I don't know, it frustrates me, especially having done homeschool. That I'm like, there's so much more in the world that I think children would be like it would benefit them more to know or to learn or to at least be aware of you know mm, like mm. i don't know i i, I i'm I, going with that I think, do you want a wine top up yeah i do want a wine top <laughs> actually thank you um anyway i the the the, the good thing is i it's yeah, I feel like I feel reborn. I feel like I'm just back to being myself. The weird thing is sometimes when you feel down, you feel like fuck everyone else has their shit together apart from me. You think you look around and you see all these people and all these other YouTubers and stuff and they're talking about how their shit they get their shit together by fucking going to bed at like, you know, whatever 8am and getting up at 5am or something and they have they've hacked their brains and they've worked out ways to like make themselves better and you're like why does why does it feel like everyone has this shit figured out and i'm the only one who's nobody has lost in the woods with no 
fucking shoes on and everyone else has just kind of worked it all out. They seem to know what they're doing. They like, seem to be comfortable with everything. And I'm like, I'm, I'm feel so lost a lot of the time and so yeah. like, out of my depth. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm just in this like perpetual state of like panic yeah. and, and, and anxiety. And I just look around at everyone and I think, God, I wish I was like you guys. I wish I had it all sh- with my shit together. Every week I keep saying to you, you need to read my inner engineering uh, yogi's guide to her. I think it's called Yogi's Guide to Happiness, but it's not. Mm. It sounds really cheesy and shit, but it's not at all. It's so deep, and I think that it would really help you right now. You reckon? Yeah, and I, I think you should make a point of reading that because yeah. it changed my perspective on on so many things. Mm. Um, okay, okay. You've just finished reading it, haven't you? Maybe I could. Yeah, I need. I need to. Um, yeah. You hate paper copy books, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't hate paper copy books. I don't mind. You do? You way prefer Kindle? No. I, I, I like Kindle for convenience on holiday when there's like seven books that I, I want to take. All the books. I'm reading about four or five books right now and every single one of them is a paper book. Just got oh, the good new, boy. You're learning from me. <laughs> I've got the new, Tim, uh, the new Tim Key book, which, I'm, which I started reading last night, which is uh, so far. Is that the great. poem book? The, the, the poet guy, yeah. Tim yeah. Key. We saw oh, yeah, we saw him, we... didn't we? Underbelly. Uh, on, on yeah, we saw him twice actually. Yeah. We saw him in Underbelly in London, and we saw him in a little theatre in Bath. Remember that time he was a guy and his uh, girlfriend, or his girlfriend oh, at yeah. the time, his wife. Now that yeah. was great. He's, yeah. he's amazing. I love him. He's he's like uh, the, the older I get, the more into poetry. Actually, this is a good segue. I wrote a poem. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> into poetry over lockdown, just because I feel like a lot of the time in in lockdown, you find it quite difficult to motiv- motivate yourself to read or to do a certain activity or to read even a chapter of a book I know a lot of people who are normally big readers have found almost like a blocker like a writing Mm. writer's block but like a reader's block almost um and it turns into like this challenge whereas if you get a poetry book it's literally a page some of them are a page some of them are like three lines and then you feel so enriched from it yeah, I've, I've about God a couple of years ago, I started to like intro poetry into the videos. But I, at first, I was thinking this is so fucking pretentious, bringing in poems. I'm like, God, this is so ridiculous. It was, <laughs> it was. But then there's something about them that I love because it's like because it's like, it's kind of like the mixture between I don't know. It's it's like it feels like music. It feels like it to me. A good poem just feels like almost a good musical score. Read your poem, then anyway, fuck. <laughs> I wrote a poem, my first ever poem about. You've a, never written a poem before? I mean, when I was a kid and shit like that, but like, never, never an adult poem. Do you not remember doing like haikus in English? No, I, man, I didn't start. I, I didn't hate do anything. that. You probably skipped the class, school, didn't yeah. you? You were naughty. My, my God, I was my a edu- swat. <laughs> <laughs> my education was all over the place. But um, I, I decided to write a poem about a time of my life, a period of my life when I was about 17. Um, I used to have a friend called Gordon who lived uh, across about, about a mile and a half away from me in East Belfast. And I would walk through... Uh, about a mile and a half it would take me to get to his uh, yeah to get to his house and I'd meet up there with a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other reprobates and we'd all sit around and we'd smoke weed and we'd listen to like metal and we'd like we'd play um, the N64 and that was N64, my life 64 baby that, that was my life for like for 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 a good couple of years and it was a little chapter of my life that I remember fondly going over to Gordon's house and everyone coming over and all the different characters that were there. I was the little English one that stood out like a sore <laughs> thumb and everyone else was like, probably Northern Irish or they're all talking like this. Maybe you should read your poem in that accent. Okay, anyway, okay, so that's what the poem's about. Okay, here we go. I have heard this poem, but I'm you going have, to but pretend to... I've changed to re- it a bit. I've, I've updated you, okay. it a bit. Yeah, so it's a bit new. I really liked I, it I when keep, you did read it to me. I keep working on it. And now this is unfinished. I want to finish it. I want to like, I want to work on it a bit more and finish Steph's it. Steph's always really surprised when I actually like something that he's done. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like your hardest <laughs> customer. You are, literally. <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay. 
Gordon cleaned his room. I don't mean he merely tidied or did a quick spruce. Oh no, this was a no-holes-barred, forensic-level deep clean like I'd never seen. Trust me when I say no scuff, fluff or carpet stuff stood a chance in this whole song and dance. Gordon cleaned his room. A room that only a few hours ago hung and swung with all the adolescent hunger, semen, lynx, java and various other teenage spelt you could imagine. And not Gordon's new pristine room that now urged us to sit up straight and articulate our anecdotes with elegance and grace. Gordon cleaned his room. He even took the head off the hoover so it was easier to manoeuvre. He washed out his ashtray in the bathroom sink and buffed it dry with a fistful of toilet paper. He even put his CDs in alphabet- alphabetical order in his CD tower. He even put his N64 cases in their correspond sorry. He even put his N64 games in their corresponding cases. Stood back to admire his work with no airs or graces. Gordon cleaned his room. Like an eccentric old lady's wall of obnoxious perfume, the overzealous use of Mr. Sheen polish for all surfaces would linger all week in that tiny room. Even the grime between the rubber buttons of the TV remote had been swabbed using a moist cotton bud. Like I said, this was more than a spontaneous spick and span. This was a deep, unrelenting cleanse, like I'd never seen. The deepest of deep cleans. He used a lint-free, microfiber, slightly moist cloth just for the fucking screens. Gordon cleaned his room. He didn't stop there. He even showered too, washed his thick black hair, which was still wet by the time I arrived there. He looked brand new now and smelt like dove soap and some innocuous shampoo. Gordon cleaned his room. He was proudly sat on his fresh on his fresh bedsheets, his naked mottled Irish pale body wrapped in a damp mustard coloured towel. He looked like a bird perched in his newly gilded cage. No seeds, husks or the smell of burnt sage to mask the teenage rage. Wow, I said, you've cleaned your room. My eyes suddenly caught by a shard of light chipping off the side of the polished glass ashtray. Yeah, he said, I did. Gordon cleaned his room. That was my poem. First poem I ever wrote. <laughs> it's a bit men- it's a bit weird, isn't it? But I um, but I I just I'm inspired by Tim Key. I love Tim Key stuff. That kind of little bit abstracty, weird, um, poetry, and I just love writing it. And I just found like it's another creative outlet that, as music is, as video editing is, as make as creating taking photographs, poetry is just like another thing that's like you uncover and you're like, wow, this is fun. I like this. I liked your poem. Thanks. That means a lot coming from you as my harshest critic. I'm a harsh critic. You are everything. fucking harsh as AF, man. I'm a bitch off cam. <laughs> you are a massive bitch off cam. Yeah. All right, calm down. <laughs> sleep on the floor tonight. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about the sleeping on the floor situation? <laughs> Steph's got this new thing where, well, I think it's, I'm hoping it's mostly because you're a bit crippled and you need uh, <laughs> to lie on a hard floor because mm. of your back. Not because you're repulsed by your wife. No, it is that. I, I've just What, re- that you're repulsed by your wife? <laughs> Thanks. Shut up. How can I be repulsed by you, Hannah Mags? Um, quite I, easily. I'm up. quite repulsed. No, you're not. I, Once you know me. <laughs> um, I, 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 many years ago, I went to a... I had some back problems when I was in my... Thir- when I started in my 30s, I started having back problems. I'm not going to go on about dad back problems. Anybody wants to listen to that on a fucking podcast. But let, I'll cut to the chase. I had some back problems. I went to, a chi- I went to all sorts of people. I went to a Chinese medicine person and they were like... Um, can I say that? Am I going to get cancelled for saying Chinese medicine person? No, I Chinese can say that, medicine can't I? is a is a. I know, but thing. fucking two thousand yeah twenties. Um, I, just to interrupt you, somebody just commented saying, "Is it a yogi's guide to joy?" By I don't, I think I'm butchering the name, but Sadhguru. But yes, yes, it is that book. Okay. Um, yeah. So I went to a Chinese medicine guy. He was like, "Okay, what you need to?" He did all the cupping. He did this acupuncture. He says, "What you need to do is sleep on the floor for about six months." And I was like, 
what you're talking about so that at least you i remember you doing that i literally remember you coming home lying on the floor with your without your pillow for about two minutes and then getting up and coming back into bed and being like f this yeah i did i got down i was down there for two minutes i lay down there that was pre-children though i was like this is fucking horrible you can't do this this is basically impossible who can do this and then i got back into bed no that's a lie i was down there for about a minute and then i was like i can't do this i need a pillow so i had a pillow and then i was down for another minute i was like no wait i'm not doing this <laughs> but now weirdly i'm i'm obsessed with i just got up the other day lay on the floor fell asleep and i was like that was amazing and now i'm obsessed with sleeping on the floor i love sleeping on the floor do you know what i think it is what and you're gonna hate me and think that i'm in some weird like <laughs> hippie cult but i've been reading about energy points in your body oh christ <laughs> and if you sleep flat it's meant to like align all your energy so that, i think that's really? why you, you feel think that's what it is good you think i'm yeah. getting my energy aligned you needed your energy aligned i definitely need my energy aligned but my back I, I get up feeling like i'm in my 20s again i get up i jump out of bed and i'm like that's whoa nice. yeah baby i'm gonna put my socks on and i'm not even gonna make any weird dad grunts last night i was tempted to join you but then we ended up drinking quite a lot of red wine last night <laughs> Yeah, and we we never go to bed late ever, but we went to bed really late, and I was like, it's not a good time for me to try and sleep on the floor because I need to get whatever hours I can get right now. Yeah, yeah, I um I don't think you'd like it. I think you'd fucking hate it down there, but it's it's Do an acquired taste. I, I, I get lower back pain recently though. It's getting into the thirties, honey. I this know. Is what happens. It's so depressing. Down, you're in a downward spiral now, man. Well, I don't mind looking older i am older like i don't mind looking older and i don't really care about that but i'm like i don't want to feel like physical pain because my body's getting old i'm like oh no didn't somebody piss you off when they said on your video or one of your videos fairly recently they were like <laughs> oh, yeah. you look really old no they said oh you you're aging or yeah. something like that and i'm like yeah that's because i am funny that <laughs> i'm like that's because i am and yeah. sorry that my my uh, aging is so annoying for you <laughs> it's, it's funny how somebody somebody actually went through the effort to type that like I know. to let somebody know that something natural is happening to them you're getting older i know it's such a culture thing though where yeah. as a woman you're expected to look young until you're like 50 you're you know, expected to look young and be sexy and i'm like I'm not young or sexy. <laughs> I had this period of my life. I think I probably spoke to you about this before. I had a period of my life where I was really scared I was going to be a pedo because I was like, I don't. I, I when I was like t- when I was like 15 or whatever, and I'd liked other 15 year olds, and I was 12 and like other 12 year olds. I was like, I really fancy a 12 year old, and I was, I was really worried about getting older and then still fancying like young because I, was like, I, I, was like, I can't can imagine, imagine fancying fan- someone older. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, this this girl, this Rachel Hill girl in my class, I was like, she's the most beautiful thing ever in the world. I'm never not going to love her like how she is now. And I was like, oh my god, well, if I still were like her when I'm like 10 years old, I'm going to be like one of those creepy pedo guys. <laughs> <laughs> but weirdly, what happens is you. As you get older as a man, your, you, taste you, your taste adapts and you fancy people like mm. normally at the age, you have the age bracket that normally follows you along. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but it's, it's so lucky. I always say to you, don't I, if God forbid something ever happened to you and I had to find another man, I would always go older. I would never go my age or even your age. I would go older. I would go like Silver Fox. Would you? You'd have yeah. a saggy bum. They got all their shit together. Like they've bum. done all the st- the boring stuff they need to do, and they're like whole as a person. I'm pretty to have a motherfucking hole. Yeah, I know. I didn't say you weren't. Oh, oh you should call the podcast. I'm motherfucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, um, I think I wouldn't. This is a tricky thing. Like you, maybe hit... I've just got a daddy complex. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe this girl needs to get to therapy. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, it's, it's, yeah. Everyone has their. Uh, the, the weird thing is that I don't. I find peculiar about modern culture is that there is this element of being like you have to fancy me, and if you don't, you mm. mean because you've got prejudices. You know, that's quite tricky because it's like sometimes you just don't. You're like, that's not my taste. I don't like that particular, you know, like I've always liked, I've always liked dark haired, dark haired girls. Like, I, you know, not say I've dated get blonde girls, but I've just, my preference has always been dark hair girls. Just they, they, ever since I was a little kid, it's just been my thing. Really? Yeah, really. Like, I've yeah. not really ever had like a preference in terms of looks. I've My main attraction to somebody has always been how much they make me laugh. Mm. Always. Mm. Mm. You struck gold with because, me. Because because you have to and looker. But if you're going to be with somebody and spend time with them, wouldn't you rather be laughing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. To me it just doesn't make any sense mm. to to pick somebody just based on shell. Mm. Not saying your shell isn't sexy AF, but um <laughs> just always, saying you got a <laughs> pretty I, good I always find the funniest people are the broken people in life. The ones that seem to be broken from something are the, uh, tend to be funny. You know, if somebody's been through some shitty thing or something that's happened in their life that's just really fucking dark, mm. they tend to, like... I was saying this to my friends the other day when I talked about, when well, they do you like Northern Ireland? And I was like, well, I didn't really get on that much with it. Um, but I liked the people because the people made the place much better. And I was like... And I can imagine it would be different in, like, L.A. In L.A., I imagine I would like the people less, but the place more. But I think when you're living in a place which is, like, Northern Ireland, people are like, well, we've got to make up for this somehow, but being funny and characters and and uh, and make you laugh and and they have this kind of they make up for the fact that the place is pretty bleak by being just like their personalities are the thing that's just like mm. this is great so the comedy clubs that i used to go to when i was a kid in i used to go there on my own just literally go to, there's one comedy club i used to go to every um every i think it was every thursday uh, sometimes my friend ryan would, would come with me but a lot of times i just went on my own i just watched the stand-up comedians and they were so fucking funny there were some of them were so good um, and I just when love, are you going to do stand up? Uh, man, the things I'm not. Would you not do? I guess if you did like a YouTube stand up, there'd be no audience. No, so you would. I mean, that's that. that's kind of cool. You don't know if you're car crashing or not. Every time I consider it, you can't time, read the room. The thing is, every time I consider it, because I've been to enough that I've been like, I've seen some comedians where I'm like, I think I could do this, but then I, I will go somewhere and we'll see some fucking assassin, and we'll be like, I can like. I can, oh, that's do you remember before COVID happened? Good. I can't do that. Do you remember before COVID happened and you and I were out on a like a date night one night and we mm. hadn't really planned anything. We just had a babysitter in yeah. and we walked past um, that bar in town on Walcott Street and some girl like snuck us in the back even though we didn't have tickets. Oh, we were like, what's yeah. going on in there? Oh no, I wish we'd known about it. We would have come and she was like, oh, I'll just sneak you around here and you can just go in. And it was such a good night. It was a comedy night. But and that's the thing, the comedians were so good. They were, I was like, they I was were like, really and good. And they were off the cuff and they were just yeah. coming up with stuff instantly. And like, what's your yeah. name? And then they were just freestyling and I was like, that's yeah. brilliant. I so funny. cannot imagine anything more terrifying than having to do that. Like I... If you told me I had to do a stand-up act, mm. I would have anxiety for like literally every night. Would you? Yeah, I'd feel. I can't. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, like, I'd, I'd love that anxiety. I'd love to do really? it. Really? Yeah, because I, I would just 
freeze I just can't imagine being in front of that many people and and everyone looking at you which is so weird considering what we do but I just Mm. I cannot do public speaking I'm Mm. I'm I've always been like you're just not into it are you no ever since I was a kid or like even being at school like I would hate putting my hand up I do it sometimes just to tick the box and be like I've done it now so Mm. I don't have to do it next time but I would hate people looking at me while I was speaking like it would just make me feel really self-conscious and shy and Mm. like just like I want it to be over and I can feel yeah. my face getting all hot and red and I'm like, oh no, now I'm going red. And I, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not my thing. I, um, I, I, weirdly, when I used to watch comedians, I know I, I used to watch it and to, to look for patterns and what they were doing and how they were doing it. And then I started to notice, notice this pattern happening where the comedian would come out and uh, immediately everyone, immediately they have to kind of disarm everyone because immediately everyone is going, who are you to have the audacity that you have the, you're going to come out here and and think that you're fun. Like people are just immediately like quite, who the hell are you? And then the, the comedian has to dismantle themselves, first of all. So what they do is they normally, they normally just tear themselves apart. They normally, and I see it even with like on certain YouTube videos with cer- certain like social commentators, they'll, they'll dismantle themselves. So you, so they, they, they make themselves invulnerable to attack. So they're like, you can't almost come at them because they're like, well, I've already come at myself so much that, I'm dis- so disman- I've so, so disarmed you. You've attacked yourself, so therefore they can't attack you. Exactly. Because you're like, you've already done I've, it for I've, them. I've done a yeah. brutal job And you're like, it. I know this, this and this about me. Yeah. So I've said it, now yeah. you don't have to say it. So the comedians that I like don't tend to do that. People like Stuart Lee and stuff like that, they don't tend to do that. They have their own unique way of doing comedy, which is, isn't that. Um, but the problem is with, with comedy is it takes... I think like God, fifteen, ten, fifteen years of constant. You know, I was always really disappointed with <laughs> name and shame here, mm. but I love Joe Rogan and you love Joe Rogan. And then when I found out he was doing stand up, I was like, Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. Mm. And then we watched it and I was like, What is this? I think it's just not our taste. I think it's an American audience yeah. taste. We have a quite a different taste. I, I mean my humour's dark and yeah, exactly. yeah, like yeah, yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. I think that's just because how that's how I am. So yeah. I like it when somebody else is like that. Yeah, I, with well, no filter. <laughs> for me, his stand-up comedy sounds like his just podcast, except he's shouting it really loudly at me. Oh my god! Yeah, the shouting thing—that's weird. Um, but uh, it doesn't mean that it's. I don't think it means that the com- Like, I think it's probably it's good. It's good comedy for that audience. But I just don't think we have the same there's not the same nuance in British comedy and American comedy. It's very different. Like they might watch something like Michael McIntyre and just see the observational comedy and be like, well, that's just, just, you know, the observational comedy. Oh, they might see stuff like fucking, what's that other awful thing that we have out here uh, that aunties all love? Um, the, the, the woman, the man that dresses up as a woman, which I wish would they'd stop doing that thing. It's a massively popular show. Miss Brown, Miss Brown boys, Brown's boys. Miss Brown's Boys yeah, or something like that. One, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I, which I'm hoping that woke culture will catch up to that and be like, it's problematic for a man to dress up as a woman. We're going to cancel it. That's what I'm hoping for because it's it's awful. But mind you, if the aunties are loving it, then like let them have a bit of fun watching <laughs> Miss Brown's Boys. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let them have something. Let everyone have something over lockdown, <laughs> Steph. Lockdown's coming to a fucking end. Yeah, Hell baby. Hell yeah, baby. We got but the- you know what? Lockdown's coming to an end right when our sober month comes in. But then I, I don't know how you feel, but I personally weirdly don't feel that excited about it i'm happy that the children get to go back to school and i think that's Mm. amazing and that was my priority like i just want them to feel normal again and be able to do normal things with their friends Mm. um and also not to have to teach would be wonderful although it's got much better um homeschooling is is the fucking worst thing i've ever done in my life it was amazing today he was so easy no he wasn't you were like what's what's higher than 25 but then you left and he did the whole worksheet really quickly he did that whole worksheet really quickly i was was, came into the kitchen you were doing it he was being a dick about it and i was like how are you holding that down because i would have lost my shit mate i was so hungover and tired that i Mm. just did not have the energy to be like (laughs) you know this i was just like i'm just gonna sit here and like I just, I try and pretend I to be a good mum. You were like, what's a number that's higher than 25, Grayson? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> He's like... It was, no, it was, like, it was smaller than 45, um, but greater than... No, oh, oh God, I don't know what it, it was. It was a really easy question. And, and yeah, or something greater than 24. There was literally one number in the middle of these yeah, two numbers. All you had to say was 25. And, he, and you were like, just, I was watching you just being like, I'm about to blow a fuse and I'm just making a coffee. <laughs> But that's the thing, though. When the third person comes into the dynamic, I think he almost his like um, his brain almost does that thing mm. where he tries to play us off against each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, like true. it's quite Machiavellian. That's what it's ah, called, okay, okay. where yeah. they go through this Machiavellian stage where they try to like basically make us fight. Ah, so that yeah, little bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh no, I've got no battery in my watch. Why? Why does that matter? Because I'm going to do some uh, yoga later. Oh, I, want, I want to record it because that's the twat that I am. Oh, you want to record like, it? Say why you want to record it. Because you want a little... No, no, I don't want to record it. I mean, I want to track it on my watch. Yeah, you want to track it because you're in a little tracking gang with a bunch of other girls where you're trying to out-track each other. And you're like, that bitch, she's done a fucking workout. <laughs> I never win. Yeah. I Don't never you? win. You were smashing it for a while with your bar. You were like, oh, yeah, man, she's yeah. got no chance of catching up today. No, but I have a friend who is a machine. Who? Rom, she's a machine, yeah. But you were smashing her for the first bit. No, and then I checked it and like every day she'd (gasps) beat me. She's like, she has so much energy and she's really into fitness and I'm like, good for you, but stop killing me. (laughs) You were smug AF because you were like, fucking hell, yeah, beat you. Oh yeah, you think you can beat me? Right, I'm going to do another bar. You were doing bars all over the place. I know, I had a good bum that week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Now so, I'm just drinking red wine and like feeling sorry for myself on a yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we've got a bit of an issue with Rubert as well, don't we, right now? Well, not an issue, but like he's kind of gone, he's got a massive bald patch on his head from like pulling out his hair. He's got this weird, it's I called, know, like, do you know what it, the name of it? Name, it? Tra- it's a tea, tra- tracker something or other. It's basically OCD. No, it's not. It's it is, not it's in the OCD family. Confuse it, confuse it with OCD, but it's not OCD. Oh, well, I read that it's it's part of an OCD oh, thing. Shitty website you're reading, but it's not um, OCD. 
it's just some fucking it just basically pulls out his hair um uh, he's always played with his hair he's mm. always like twirled his hair ever mm. since he was like able to reach his hair and feel it he's always played with it and that's mm. how i always used to know that he was getting tired when he was a baby is that he'd always like go like this and he has this special way of doing it that he used to show me how to do it so that i could do it to him yeah. where it's like you slice the hair like that and then you pull it up but now he started like twisting and pulling and that's how he does it and he's pulling it all out and he's got a bold patch and it's so sad. I know, it's, yeah. Um, and I've, we've been reading a little bit about it online and you're not supposed to really say to them, don't do it or even acknowledge it. Mm. Um, but it's really hard because it, it makes him look like ill and I, I yeah. find that really hard. And mm. I know it's such an, it's an aesthetic thing and that doesn't matter, but... I don't know. I'm. I just. You know, when you just feel like you're failing, and you're like, oh, yeah. he's obviously stressed or anxious, or he's doing this thing, and why is he doing this thing? Mm. Um. So yeah, I'm looking for a a child therapist that I can chat to that can like give me some advice. The thing is, there's no like kind of this. You just do this, and that's no, it. there's no quick it's fix. It's a brain therapy. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's all CBT therapy, isn't it? I think bribery and being like somehow a bribery that'll help. Like, don't pull it, and if you don't pull it for a week, whatever. If you don't, no, pull it, you'll I think get a kids toy. are just really tuned in with with things and with energies and stuff. And I think that he, we're in a lockdown for one. Mm. Things but they are, don't know. Things are, no, they do. Things are strange, and also mm. we had a significant death in the family and a funeral, and they're smart and they hear grown ups talking and they pick up on things like you mm. know like. Yeah, he's been he's been one of the therapies, like a great therapy for me, Ruby. Like before, I put him to bed and we play on the bed and we we play together. Like it's just such it it just having him there and and sounds creepy, but like smelling him and having him just like on me after the bath and cuddling him and throwing him around and hearing his little laughter. That's like it's you couldn't ask for a better therapy to like yeah to deal with stuff like this. Um, do you know what makes me feel so much better as people commenting and being like, my kids did this too makes me feel you like feel better that other people not have no not better hand. but like just like other people have been through it too it's comforting you know to know that yeah. they obviously came out the other side and it's yeah and it's upsetting to see it as the parent yeah it's a weird it's a weird thing to do isn't it like it's like yeah you wish you could explain to them but they you can't say to them don't pull out your hair because mm. you go bald because for them they're just like i don't care what does that mean? Somebody just commented saying that um their mum ended up giving the brother a barbie doll for the hair it's a good idea yeah oh god i can sound like a right creep i don't even know why i started this this sentence my sister had a barbie doll oh no don't go there please don't <laughs> what do you think i was gonna say because i know the story What's so the please story? no i'm I not just... telling that story i'm not that crass all i was gonna say is no. i used to like looking at her bum she had a great bum okay. barbie had a lovely bum you're not allowed to say that anymore oh. because the figure of it's barbie an was so and it, it is yeah physically impossible Right, here, Kate, future prediction. What will happen in the future is that this is going to be a mass cause, massive birth issues because people will, like, who's that guy, that, that really handsome guy that all women like? Uh, that guy with long what hair. Was he like? He's in that Aquaman shit, that big buff guy, big long hair, like the perfect man. Yes, you don't know basically, who you're talking about. Basically, me with long hair. Uh, uh, he growing your beef on out stuff. <laughs> fucking choice. Of his oh, I might get you place. to cut my hair. Not tonight because you've had wine, but I might get you to cut my hair. I need a lockdown haircut, Steph. I can't wait. My mate Phil has a lockdown haircut. He looks like he's had a head injury. It's another six weeks, and I'm like, I just need the ends trimmed. Do you mm. think you can do a straight line? 
Not tonight. Not fucking not tonight, man. I've got too many wines. Far too many wines. Once you've sobered up later, though, before bed. N- no. I, I don't you can follow tonight. the line round, surely. You're not that... You think, but it's a fucking tricky, man. Hairdressers are talented people. Yeah, no, I know. But as long as you take, like, literally, like, a couple of millimetres off... Jason just... Mimosa, that guy, Jason Mimosa. Everyone knew I was talking about Jason Mimosa. <sighs> Jason Mimosa. Who is this guy? Right. Do I need to follow him on Instagram? He's pretty fucking dreaming. He, I mean, is... I, 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 even he turned me. Hang on. Yeah, he turned me. How do you spell his surname? Jason oh, he'll probably Mimosa. be with a blue tick right M-O-M-O-M-O-A. up at the top, right? <laughs> M-O-M-O-A. Momoa. Mimosa. What the fuck? Mimosa. Jason <laughs> like, an Indian, Mamo- no. Sorry. Momoa. Jason Momoa. Is it Jason Momoa 101? God knows. I don't know. They follow him. 15.1 followers? No. 15.1 followers? Hang on, wait. It's not this guy, is it? He's an absolute dreamboat. Um, there's no, like, pictures of his face. This this dude with the sword. Is that the guy? No, he just looks like a fucking emo from Wales. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, yeah, baby. Anyway. Mimosa. Oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's just laughing at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please live stream the haircut. No, we can't do that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to any- do my own hair this week. I'm going to dye my own hair and I'm going to make you trim it. You do it, baby. Um I will, baby. Anyway, future predictions are people are just going to design their own almost like partners and they're going to have those as partners. So you will be able to exist in a house where you're perfect. Like, okay, Jessica Rabbit, she's hot. I fancy the shit out of Jessica Rabbit. And it's so weird that I fancy a bunch of lines. Like, how I weird is fancy that? Simba. You Simba. Like Simba from The Lion King. He's not even a human. Yeah. What was Jessica Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit. No, I know what Jessica Rabbit was, but she, is she supposed to be a human? She's just this really hyper-feminized like, woman. With yeah, big... with the waist that's like... Yeah, impossible. Yeah, problematic in, in every sense of the word. Yeah, like... but I fancied a fucking lion. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit fucking weird, man. Um, I once had a dream, probably going to regret saying this online. You know that scene in The Lion King? Somebody said they fancy Eric from Little Mermaid. That's fucking Where? Dark. Oh, yeah, Eric's hot. And also, do you know who else is hot? Somebody's Robin Hood. Hey, hang on, everyone in the comments. Oh, everyone, my God, yes! Everyone in our comments, yes! tell me what fucking weird fetishes yes. you have for, like, Everyone outfit. tell me all your weird Disney crushes. <laughs> um, also, I fancied... Uh, what's the guy in Tangled called? But because he reminds me of you. If you were in cartoon form, you would be the guy in he Tangled. He was a prick. He was a funny prick, though. <laughs> and he was also, like, quite handsome. <laughs> Somebody's fancy What's Bart Simpson. Oh no, that's creepy. <laughs> that's too much. Oh, yeah, that's a bit much. His yellow guys. Mm. Um, Simba with his big mane, like Flynn rolling. Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. Oh, Flynn Rider. Yeah, yeah you remind me of Flynn Rider because mm. he was like a little bit. Like... I'm like a depressed-looking Flynn Rider. I'm like Flynn you're Rider. the dad version. Yeah, of Flynn. The, you're Flynn, Flynn Rider's dad. Flynn Rider's dad, who's going through a divorce and really depressed. <laughs> that's who I am. Yeah. Flynn Rider's dad, who is obsessed with your what your little key things called. Oh yeah, Flynn Rider's obsessed with Ableton. Ableton. Flynn Rider's yeah. dad sobbing into the Ableton. Oh, fuck you, bitch! <laughs> you can't say that. It's too soon. <laughs> yeah. You knew who you married. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, anyway, what we're we talking about. So you no, know, you uh, there will be a point probably when Grayson's our age. Uh, our age will be when you. Oh yeah, someone else fancied Simba. Yes, teenage Simba, cute. But um, then adult Simba rolling down the hill. 
I had a dream that I was Nala. It was the best dream. I still remember it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. It was like a really vivid dream where I was underneath Simba. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. This is not in much. like, not in a sex way, but like Simba was on top of me and it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> a cartoon lion. I'm like, what Hannah is this? I need to go to therapy. <laughs> fucked by a lion. This no, is- I wasn't fucked by a lion. I was just underneath the cartoon lion and it felt good. Hang on. We haven't had a sponsor on our podcast yet. <laughs> now, man. <laughs> Kiss goodbye to that sponsorship, dude. Um, uh, no. Um, yeah. You'll be able to choose who, who, who walks into your room and serves you sexually. I wish I didn't cut to me when I said sexually then. But yeah, that's what will happen. People will people will choose like so you'll choose Jason Momoa, Mimosa, whatever. I couldn't to, find to him. I'm really disappointed. And be like, hey, what do you need tonight? And you'll be like, I just I need I need a good conversation. And he'll be like, Fine, I'm here for you. Tell me what tell me what, what you What like a robot? There'll be I, I I reckon it'll be I reckon it they'll project through augmented reality the person into your life. So you won't be able to touch something that's augmented reality because it's only a projection into the physical space that you're encountering. So I could look to my right and see somebody sitting in a seat there and that would just be a projection through these glasses, which I do believe are the next mobile phones. I think the new mobile phones will be augmented reality glasses. I'm an old granny with stuff like that. I find it so sad because everyone's already sucked into their phones enough as it is mm. like your niece was telling me some of her friends screen times mm. are 14 hours a day 14 hours i thought i was bad mine's like yeah. three sometimes two and i work from my phone mm. a lot mm. 14, 14 hours makes me feel like that's depressing as fuck that's yeah depressing. but do you think it's depressing because we grew up without mobile phones so we had the whole of our childhood and teenage years without mobile phones if we had had them then we'd probably understand it if we had have had mobile phones growing up we we would have been cancelled by now and we, <laughs> no, we would never have had a career because you would dug up stuff that we shit yeah. that you used to say when you were a kid which is just yeah kid shit and you would be cancelled so yeah <laughs> we are a blessing but um so anyway it would be augmented reality the sex aladdin bit. The sex bit would be would be uh, somebody fancies Aladdin. Oh, yeah, crazy. no, Aladdin's hot too. I get that. No, I get Aladdin. Jasmine was also really hot though. Mm. I'm like a weird person that is bisexual for cartoons. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I'm like Carl- Jasmine was hot. Tangled Princess was hot. Carl Drongo, Game of Thrones. Who was he? Was he the guy who married the? Uh, the, the oh, was he the one that was like really sadistic? Wasn't he the guy? No, wasn't he the guy who married the the woman who was the uh, who uh, with the dragon queen, whatever her name is? I yeah, went past her. Actually. The really sadistic one. No, he wasn't sadistic. Tom was... Hardy. Yep, yeah, on board with that. What do you mean Tom Hardy? You're Tom not on board with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's cute. Show me a picture of Tom Hardy and and tell me you don't think he's cute. It's basically me, just less char- less charisma. Everybody's you, stuff. You're like, <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mimosa plus Tom Hardy equals Steph Mitchell. <laughs> There's a beautiful math- mathematical equation. Um, anyway, no. So, anyway, so I've thought long and hard about this. So, yes, let's go back to this. So, you will project with augmented reality your perfect effigy because it won't be really anyone that you could imagine it being. Like, it could be like a Jessica Rabbit. It could be like, it could be, uh, you know, a fucking Bart Simpson. Whatever it is, it you'll you'll project that, and that is the person you will spend your time with, and you'll choose you'll choose how. Um, how much aggression they have you'll choose how much empathy they have you'll choose much, how much cynicism they have you'll get to tweak all of these f- individual character traits until you find somebody you're comfortable with 
And this is what will happen. I guarantee this will happen. Now, the sex bit, that's the, but what I reckon will happen there is there will be some sort of, st- there'll still be a, an augmented, the projection will go, will go over something physical. So you'll have almost like a, a doll or a thing there that your augmented reality will project the thing onto. So say if it is like just almost like this blank mannequin thing, your your glasses will You're project. basically saying you want to project a hot project version who, over whoever you're with. Whatever this thing is, <laughs> whatever this doll is, could be, you could project anything onto it and then do your business with that. And that is, I think, what will happen. I think there is a massive issue in the world with loneliness. I think there's a huge issue with people being lonely. They can't find the right person. They just can't do it. They can't, they find social interactions tricky. They find meeting people hard. They don't know how to do it. I think this will answer all of those questions. And it's a bad thing. And it will not, it's, it's like, it's, I don't think it will... It will serve some purposes for the good, but I think in general it'll be a bad thing because a lot of people will just go into these kind of, have these relationships with, with AI and it won't be a relationship with another human being. But I think that's where we're heading. Right, so Mr. AI. It's nice saying these things right now because it, when people, you know, watch these back in years, they can be like, oh, fuck, he was right, man. That man knew what he, he, knew what he was talking about. Yeah. we got to go and eat some food, so we got to wrap this up. Yeah, okay. Oh, I was getting back, just getting lubed up and getting into that. Literally. I know you were getting all excited. Why do you switch off whenever I start talking about AI predictions? Because you've talked to me about it so much. I've heard it so much. <laughs> you sound so like destroyed by it. I'm mate, I'm just destroyed generally. Why? Destroyed? I'm just generally destroyed. I'm a bitch slave. Hang on a minute. I forgot to ask. So how's your week been? <laughs> Thank you. I got there. Every got week there. I ask you how your week's been and you never I do, ask me. I do go back. How's my week me? been? Mm challenging is probably the best way to summarize my week i think mm. um challenging and emotional i think how so um just i think rufus with his hair pulling thing mm. i found quite difficult to to see and navigate mm. Mm. um obviously we had your dad's funeral that was difficult mm. i found that really hard i found it hard seeing you and your sister upset and so having to say goodbye to a really important person in your life i found it hard knowing that my kids don't have a granddad anymore and mm. like i just i found it really hard um you held it together really well man. i didn't i had to walk off nobody else was like physically crying and, mm. and i was like about to go and i had to i had to go and walk off luckily the kids were like cr- climbing up some tree they weren't supposed to be climbing up so i was like okay i'm just gonna turn away from everyone and pretend that i'm going to tump my kids off because mm. i was like if i go mm. then it's like yeah. you know once someone goes and i felt like it wasn't really my place to do it you know mm. like if, if someone was gonna sob it needed to be you or or your sis you know <laughs> yeah i was like i don't want to be the one that like can't hold their shit together <laughs> yeah you held it together well you were like my little family like it was really rock. hard though like yeah i found it very emotional and i so, mean i think like it, it probably brought up a lot of stuff for me that i never really dealt with back in my 20s that i still need to go and deal with you, you know? think so yeah I, I always think i always think that some stuff that we mentally deal with some psychiatrists think no you need to dig all that old shit out yeah I'm like, no i agree with and that. let it breathe and i'm like i think there's a lot of stuff that we've dealt with i oh, know actually I'm, I'm, I'm talking shit <laughs> i think i think you should actually there's there's i know from experience of having some clo- somebody close to me ending their life because they didn't do what you said they didn't address mm. stuff that happened when they were very young and yeah. it ended in it ended in tyranny and i think yeah. you're right i think you'd probably do yeah and i feel like grief 
seems to be such a taboo subject it's not a positive subject mm. and it's a really hard one to talk about because not everybody has the same experience mm. it's a very personal thing um each time is a personal thing because it's a, always a different relationship mm. you know so you never know depending on the person how they're gonna process it and so it's a really difficult one to talk about i think but i think it's so important to talk about because if we don't talk about it then it's not normalized and it's everybody will go through it everyone it's funny you say that because i walk around sometimes now and i see people in the park and i'm like you must be either dealing with grief mm. or, or, short, or sometime with in your life you will be dealing with mm. grief and and it's like this big is the it's a fundamental thing in your, of your life that is coming yeah. or has come and i don't know you and i've never met you but you could have dealt with that before like my my two cousins who i've only just recently met long story but anyway they 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 lost their dads and and they've dealt with it and it's it's something that i could never have related to the with them until it happened to my dad and i was like shit man i know where now and i know where you've young. been yeah yeah they're yeah. really young mm. like in so many ways I know it's probably hard to hear, but I think in so many ways you were so lucky you had that relationship for so many years and mm. you got to see it into your adult life and, mm. and as you became a father, you had your dad and I don't know, like there's a lot to be thankful for, I think. Of course. Um, and-, and I do think in so many ways, death, it changes you. It changes you the way you appreciate people it changes the way you look at life it changes it changes everything really Mm. it changes you fundamentally as a person when you lose somebody that's really important to you Mm. Mm. but it's not talked about openly ever i mean i have been meaning to make a youtube video about how i coped with death or like death coping Mm. mechanisms but i've never been brave enough to do it because i know that if i start talking about it that's going to be really hard mm. and it never gets easier. Like Isn't I'm 11 not? years in and I still find it really hard. Mm. Mm. That's why I need to go to therapy. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, for you sure. So? But I feel like it's taken me this long to feel ready to go and deal with it. To talk to like I feel it. stable and happy and content and most of the time. Your friend Helen's studying a master's in it. You just get her to she'd walk, go for a walk around a park with her and open up. <laughs> I do sometimes. Uh, do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one thing I find good, well, one way you, you've been managing everything recently is you've been doubling down on your yoga, man, yeah. haven't you? You've been like, yeah, yeah. you've been doing so much of it to the degree now where you're like, I I think you have realised how much it does, do is doing for you. Where you're yeah. like, fuck, I, I want it. I want this. I want to help other people do yeah. what it does for me. Yeah, it's weird though, because I, I see, it's funny, I see yoga sometimes on Instagram as like just some hot girl in a cute outfit Mm. doing like a really amazing pose that's like you're like whoa how does she bend her body like that Mm. but for me it's like I appreciate that and I appreciate the level of like dedication it gets Mm. you have to do to do that but I want to help people who aren't really looking for that they're looking more for like just to take a breath from their brain and their thoughts and Mm. just do a 15 minute session and feel like they can cope or feel like they can go into whatever it is they're dealing with or doing that day feeling 
like they've taken a bit of time for themselves and nurtured themselves, you know? I, I, I think it's an amazing thing for you to, uh, like, uh, uh, my, uh, like an evol- uh, you, for you to evolve into. I think you... Mm, I would love to do it. You've been doing it since you were eight. I don't feel like I like, got... Yeah. You, you know when you just have that imposter syndrome though and you don't feel like you've got the guts to do something or you're not good enough or yeah, of course. you'll get judged or like, just for example, like, my body doesn't bend in in certain ways that it it should do to mm. be a yoga teacher you know like i'm not flexible and i can't do headstands and but i don't I've, think i don't think that's what it is i don't think no it's, no but i feel like a lot of expectation would be that you would should be able to do all of that stuff you know and i can't but it's different type of yoga like yeah. you're doing a yoga you're doing a mindfulness based yoga yeah. which is to, to calibrate your mind it's not to to do a fucking headstand yeah. is to just to is to just to calibrate that's all yeah. it's for so i i'm yeah i do think um i do think it's something you should do i do think it's yeah something i would do. love you've been to doing do it since you were eight years old haven't you yeah like, since well you yeah we had it as p at school mm. and then i remember seeing my mum doing it like she used to always go to riviera center in torquay to do her yoga i think it was on a thursday night she'd be like yeah. don't watch buffy while i'm gone because Buffy the Vampire Slayer always used to freak me out when I was that old. And she'd go and like the first thing I would do would be to put Buffy on. But I'd always watch it from the corner of the room so that the vampires couldn't come in and get me. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think you should do it. I think you're, you're I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm your biggest fan and your biggest champion. So I, I know. I, yeah. That's the good thing that like, you've always been so supportive with any ideas or thing that i've wanted to do you've always been like no you should do it whereas i'm such a critic of myself and mm. i'm everyone is i'm though. so like oh no i'm shit i can't do that or i mm. shouldn't do that or everyone else is already doing it and they're doing it better and you're like do it do it you can do it yeah I and think it's, the, yeah, it's so I, important to have someone in your life that's that is like your cheerleader you yeah. know I think that comes a lot. I've got to. I've, I, I honestly say it comes a lot from mum. Mum is very much the sort Your of person like, yeah. do it. Just you're, you're brilliant. You're yeah. great. You can do it. Because she's such an Irish mum that like <laughs> ev- anything and everything, she's just like, oh, you're the best fucking. You're the best at that. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, like I made you a cup of tea. It's the best fucking cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> you should go into this. You should do this for a job, man. People would pay a lot of money for the yacht. tea. Um, she's very much been like that ever since day. Uh, you know, since I was a kid, and it's kind of and uh, it's weird because everyone I've ever dated uh, or you know or even friends. A lot of what I find really weird about people is that they, a lot of people don't have somebody there to say, fucking do it, man. Mm. You're good. Do it. Try it. Go out there and give it your 100%. And if you're not good, who, who cares? cares, man? Exactly. Who gives a fucking shit? Yeah. And I think everyone needs that person just to be, because you're, yeah. everyone is their own worst enemy. They're like, oh, no, I wouldn't be very good. I would be shit. I'm not, you know, everyone's going to laugh at how bad I am at this. It's like, fuck all that negative bullshit. It's Go funny. And do it. So I just read a book this week um, that my yoga teacher actually recommended to me called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements that you are supposed to make with yourself is to be impeccable with your word. And it's basically not to talk down to yourself or talk negatively and to try and, try and like retrain your brain. Well, so you just big yourself to, up the To whole be time. your own champion. You don't want to turn not to, days. No, not to be like, <laughs> oh, you little bitch. <laughs> um, not to be like obnoxious, but just to be to try things and and to Mm. not put yourself down all the time and it's Mm. i think it's really hard in the culture that we live in not to do that because there's always somebody out there that's doing whatever it is you want to do already and they're really good at it and you're like oh shit how am i ever gonna be that good you know the the paradox about mum being like oh do it you're great is that there's this thing in ireland where there's this 
a joke my sister told me last night. It's an Irish joke, and it's very funny because it's very true. And uh, a guy was, ca- uh, was was collecting some crabs, and he had he had this little bucket that he was putting the crabs into. And one one by one, he was popping these crabs. Stealing in. your No, I said it was my sister's joke. Oh, okay. I just said it was my sister's joke. It. I wouldn't steal it. Um, and he was putting these crabs into this little bucket, and the, the, there was too many crabs, and the bucket was too small. And somebody came along and said, look, why don't you have a bigger bucket? Like, these crabs are just climbing out of this bucket. And then the guy was like, don't worry, because the crabs in the bucket just pull the ones back in again. <laughs> and it's like that in Ireland. It's like you you're, you don't you don't ever want... This is what I had when I lived over there. It felt like people didn't want you to get above your station or they didn't want you to succeed. I feel like there's this mentality in Ireland where it's like if somebody did well, everyone was like... You know, it was almost like a, it was almost like kind of people didn't like it. They didn't like people doing well. It's, it's such a it was such a weird thing, um, which I don't understand. And it's so polar opposite to like how they are in America. They're like, yeah, man, just do it. Like failure is just like just a part of the process and whatever. Um, so I do think that you know, I do think that I I do wish people would be a bit more mm. like supportive over each other. And I do, especially in couples, a couple should always be the biggest fan of the person that mm. they're with and be like, you are fucking great and you're really good and I'm here to support you and I'm going to help you no matter what. Um, and I think that's so important to do in every relationship because you'd be, be amazed at how it, how just a few words can make somebody be like, yeah, oh, thanks, that's all I yeah, needed. And yeah, off yeah. they go. And they and make, that, can, they make can my one phone call, one decision to like book that course or do that thing. And then their yeah. whole life just changes. It's like a pivot. Yeah, it's just a whole thing that sends them on a whole new path in a different direction. Yeah, so I think it's important to do that. I think it's really important to do that. I think people forget that. Somebody says Scots are like that too, Steph. I think English are like that as well. I think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of people are like, don't like seeing people to get above their stations or do well. Like, to, yeah, it's it's a shame. Like, there's, there's, I was talking to you the other day about one of my um, old friends. Uh, he just made like millions of pounds he made on Crypto. Oh my god, you haven't stopped going on and I'm on and so, on about no, it. And and I, at first, I, when I heard, I was like, I was really jealous. I was like, oh my god, he just made like I think it was six point five million pounds. He made on 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 putting like a few thousand pounds on a, on an obscure coin, and it just blew up. And he made all this money. And at first, I was really jealous. And then I had to reframe it to myself. But like, no, man, good on him, good on him. And don't you dare be feel bad like feel bad that he's done done this. And I I almost like had to kind of really like I, I got angry at myself for feeling that jealous mm. I didn't, isn't I didn't jealousy want... it's the worst it's human horrible. emotion i hate it it's so, so disgusting and corrosive and toxic yeah. like it's it eats it's you away from a horrible inside. thing to feel and mm. then you feel guilty because you feel jealous of somebody mm. as well like it's, yeah it's exactly not a good trait to n- mm. like nurture in any way no and it's so easy to do you can just open up instagram instantly and be like oh, man. oh that person got that job yeah, i didn't that get that got that job. I they've, got, like, they've done yeah. that awful thing and they've got like just this cheesy vid thing that they've done and it with like a billion people like it and you're like oh fuck this life <laughs> uh yeah it, it that can be annoying but then you just got to be like no good on them i hope everyone i know and everyone in this universe that's got the experience in life have the has the best fucking time and and succeeds in any way they can and it's just being a happy man i just want everyone to be we're just all just be, a bunch of like consciousnesses that are borrowing bodies on this moving weird atoms world. that's all we are like we're all just like atoms. yeah a bunch of energy that's one day we're going to move on to something else it's yeah Anyway, on that note, we need to go and eat dinner because your sister's made us dinner. My sister has made us dinner. Is it, are we, are we going to get in trouble? Is my sister loud over here right now? She's, she is, quarantining she's... with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the funeral. funeral. Okay, good. So we can't <laughs> have some Karen can't report us to get us getting in trouble, can they? No, we're not going anywhere or mixing with anyone. Yeah, exactly. she had a COVID test today and she's fine. Yeah. So it's all right. 
Yeah. She's had like two COVID tests. She's made us some vegetarian thing, hasn't she? Yeah, vegetarian. it's a vegetarian chili. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. She's supporting my uh, no meat slash cruelty free slash like vegan exploration. Exploration. Yeah. I'm glad you call and it an exploration. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I find it too hard to just do it. I'm sorry, but I do. I find it too hard to just cut everything out and do it. Yeah. I have to like, you know what I'm like as a person, I hate change yeah. and I find yeah. it really hard to cope with change. So I'm like sliding into this lifestyle really slowly. And I've got a vegan pudding. I've got the Ella's Kitchen cookies that you bake in the oven and the Oatly ice cream, both vegan. Dude. Fucking amazing, right? Holy Oh yeah, baby. Holy bitch. Holy, holy bitch. I've never said holy bitch before. <laughs> Never getting any sponsors now, you holy bitch. <laughs> that's a great saying. Holy bitch, man. That's good. Holy I'm saying that all the bitch, time. man. Holy bitch. Um, yeah. Do you know when Rufus goes to school in September, we can be like, holy bitch. <laughs> Honestly, when, when you do that weird thing, what is it? Ella's Kitchen. What's it called? What is it? The actual whole thing. Ella's Kitchen. Cook, cook, what? The cookies with the Oatly ice cream. What are they called? Ella's Kitchen cookies. They're vegan chocolate chip cookies and they're frozen. And Ella's you Kitchen cook them in frozen the oven vegan chocolate cookies. And they're and warm and then you serve them with ice cream. With and it's Oatly chocolate ice cream so basically every mouthful that you have of this creamy deliciousness you're thinking nothing suffered for this and that's a weird thing because normally you've got that little bit of guilt thinking oh shit something suffered for this some like cow had some fucking things stuffed to its udder and got milked for like yeah and it's nice to eat something and think this is so delicious and i really enjoy it and it's so lovely and nothing oh yan berry can we do a shout out to yan I love Jan. Or Jan. Jan, yeah, Jan or Jan. I think it's I think it's Jan. Jan Berry I don't know. has just jumped in. Uh, Hannah would make a wonderful yoga teacher. Thanks, but Jan. I always notice she always says the loveliest comments and like she's, I feel Amer- like she's, she's a American, cheerleader. Yeah, she's, she's a cheerleader, and it's so nice to see somebody mm. being so supportive. And I just really appreciate years, it. I people, always yeah. notice her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you always you notice those certain. Yeah, people I feel like, like we oh. need to just be friends. It's weird how <laughs> that you can connect with somebody across the other yeah. side of the world. I think she has some older kids who have moved out yeah. now, and she's um, she's a little yeah she's she's a little bit older, so she's not like her kids have kind of grown up, and uh, and it's weird to connect Aww. with people across across the Atlantic yeah. with with what we do, and I love that about it. You know that you you can do that, but yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to go and eat some um, chili con carne. How the fuck do you make chili con carne without, with vegetables? It's corn mince. Oh, corn mince. Fungus mince, basically. And it's been cooking for quite some time now. We were only supposed <laughs> to do this for half an hour and we've been up away. here for like... One hour and six minutes. We've an been hour. This, One hour and six minutes. This is such an unflattering angle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I look like, you know, in Monsters, Inc., there's like that big slug receptionist. That's what I look <laughs> like right now. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in to the live podcast. We're going to put this up live on our, all of the usual channels on Spotify. And Are on you sure you're going to do that? Because you did say, holy bitch. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> holy bitch. No, was it holy bitch? Was it holy bitch? I said holy bitch. Oh, who knows? Anyway, we've had too much wine on this podcast. Anyway, can I just recommend a, a, a wine to everyone? Tres T-R-E-S. Hannah. T-R-E-S-P-I-C-O-S. I had this wine with my one of my best buddies, Neil, in uh, Tarifa when we did kite surfing when uh, a few years ago. You should watch the video. Uh, it's, it's, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Midlife Crisis or something. Every fucking video of ours is called Midlife Crisis. It's not called that. It's called I'm Having a Crisis or something. This is not a crisis. That's it. It's called This is Not a Crisis. And it's about my kite surfing trip to Tarifa with my friend Neil. And anyway, we were having a drink one night and we got served this absolutely resplendent 
red wine, which was just so delicious that Neil put it straight into his Vino app, whatever it's called, and tracked it down, ordered a case of it, uh, and I copied him. Um, and uh, yeah, every now and again, I order a bunch of it, and it's so good. T-R-E-S-P-I-C-O-S. If you like red wine, order a few bottles of that. It will blow your fucking mind. It's delicious. It's everything you'd ever want in a wine. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned into the live version and watched us. Um, yeah, thanks for being such a great little community and always being there for us. And uh, yeah. I um I wasn't too much of a Debbie Downer. No, nah, you were. Great. I always feel like I'm, you know, you know when you're mean to yourself, even though all the books tell you not to be mean to yourself. I'm like, oh god, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you were great. It's fine. Um, yeah, that was that was really I really, I, I really enjoyed this. Jan podcast. Berry, bile, holy bitch out. That should be our exit always. Holy, holy bitch, bitch out. out. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed that podcast actually. So thank you so much for watching. Um, yeah, and thank you for listening. I've said thank you about a fucking billion times. I've got to stop saying that. He's so thankful. Yeah, I'm so thankful. He's I'm so, so thankful. Anyway. <laughs> right. Holy bitch out. <laughs> Bye, guys. Take you care. You've got to say it. Holy bitch out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.